0: Hello and welcome to Nightly Pleasures Podcast, episode number 18. I am your host and author of the piece you're about to hear today. Fair warning, I am still a little bit under the weather, so this is an abbreviated episode. It doesn't have questions on the end, but I promise I am on the mend, and it will be question time again very, very soon. Tonight, to set the mood, I'd like you to imagine rain. Warm, sultry rain falling in steady drips all over our bodies. Imagine it flowing down from our heads all the way to our toes in long, easy streams. Mm. Spring is just around the corner, and so is our piece tonight. I present to you Deluge. Hey, good looking. Mind if I buy you a drink? <laughs> uh you know, I have to admit, when you said you wanted to spend this much on a vacation, I never ever thought it would be worth it. But even in the rain, this is this is pretty magical. I, uh, I kind of think it's wild how, on the other side of the world, it's the opposite season, so even though it's the last days of warm weather here, we're just chilling out and avoiding the last bits of winter. (laughs) Yeah, all right, all right, I'm a nerd, but my big old brain did pay for this vacation. And that makes me pretty goddamn sexy. Don't you think? Hmm. I thought you might see it that way. (laughs) It's so strange just looking around and not seeing anybody for miles and miles and miles. You know, we can head... Right back to civilization. Or we can just stay in the bungalow and just not see anyone, maybe, ever again. Like, seriously, if we barricaded the doors and we stayed, like, entrenched in paradise, how long do you think it would take for them to remove us? (laughs) All right, all right, idle fantasy. But... Seriously, we have got to find a way to live off of Wi-Fi. Like, to earn an income or get rich or win the lottery. Because I know that I've said no matter where I am with you, that's paradise. But this is actually paradise. Like, this is actually paradise. I swear to God, if you offered me an apple, I wouldn't eat it. Because I'm afraid we might get kicked out of here. (laughs) Mm. No, no, I'm just. I can't believe that if I hadn't have met you, if I hadn't have met you right when I did, I'd never. I'd never have done this. I'd never have taken a vacation like this. And I know I groused, and I know I moaned. I know I complained, and I'm just so glad that you put up with it all, because now that we've actually done it, now that we've actually made it someplace that's just beautiful and immaculate, yeah, yeah, I can absolutely see why you wanted to push for it so hard. It's Life-changing, breathtaking. I never thought, I never thought I'd enjoy the rain so much. But here I am, just ready to let it pound on me, just flow all over me. In fact, I think it feels really nice. I, uh... I wish we had found out how nice it felt at the start of the vacation. You know, before I had all those pina coladas and my midsection expanded a little, but I'm going to count on the fact that my big old brain still keeps me sexy. And if I lay back and flex my arms and suck in my stomach a little bit, that the water running down me, Looks really, really good. Mm. Any chance of that? Mmm <laughs> mm, Well, I got the idea from looking at you. Mm-hmm. Just the way the water runs down you. In the outdoor shower, when you walk in the rain, the way you shake your hair like you're in a movie, or, you know, like you're a dog to get all the excess water out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, if you're gonna swat at me, I think you should get a whole lot closer. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. That's right. Spread your legs. Get on top of me. You've been way, way, way too shy about this. There is absolutely nobody coming by. And we've had days and days and days to prove it now. So come on. Don't be shy. Just do exactly what your hips are telling you to do. Maybe just rub yourself against me a little bit. Yeah? I mean, it is just you and me, stranded in paradise, just getting rained on like the end of the world, and I think I did say your two favorite words. You're right. You know, about the vacation and everything else. So, if that doesn't get you going, then I guess I really do have to pull out the big guns I'm in love with you. I'm crazy about you. I want to be with you. And this time together, this experiment, this trusting you and going outside my comfort zone, it just absolutely, positively makes me crazy about you. So, if you... Would be willing to wait. Because I understand this is a little bit spontaneous. Uh, When we get home, I want to take you to a jewelry store. And I want you to pick out a ring. And I want to ask you to marry me. The only reason why I don't have the faith to pick one out myself is, let's face it, my track record with that kind of thing isn't so great, but you, me, here. I know this works. Yeah. Yeah, I got you onto my lap and to look into my eyes and everything, and I bet you thought it was just about to get to the fucking. Well... Like I said, I've got a big old brain. <laughs> and a pretty big heart, too. And that you have absolutely captured. So, seriously, all alone, no witnesses, just you, me, and the rain. Will you marry me? I, uh, phew, I'm at a loss for words. Uh, I hate to go all cliche about it, but, and you know I hate Nicholas Sparks, but, um, will you kiss me in the rain? Yeah? Hmm. Take your clothes off. I need you here. I need you now. No more joking. Mm-mm. No. Here. Now. On the beach. In the rain. You and me. Yeah? Good. No matter how many times I see you reveal them, I just love your breasts. Mm. Let me show you how much. I can feel how much you want it, Uh uh-huh, I can feel how much you want it just by how hot you are, oh god, oh, can you feel me, can you feel how hot and hard my cock is, oh, that's because I want you too baby, and that's because I need you oh yes I do so very very badly oh come on baby I can't take it any longer oh come here come here give me your hand oh god damn it don't you feel how fucking hot this cock is for you oh you have made it so damn ready to be inside you fuck come on right here right now in the rain fucking ride me while i play with your breasts yeah ah oh, awesome don't fucking laugh yes I did say awesome mm. uh, don't or I will get romantic again and make you cry Ah. Uh. Pussy's so tight, just, oh, slow, up and down, that's it, up, down a little bit more, there we go, there we go, oh, oh, don't worry, Mm, I'll move my hands to your hips when you really get going. I just got to play with your beautiful breasts for a moment longer. Oh, fuck. I love how wet you are for me. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm, you want me to say it again even though you're going down now, huh? Uh, All right. I'll say it every single time. You start pushing yourself down on my cock again. Uh, Ready? Mmm. Mmm. I love you. Uh, I love you. Oh. Mmm, I love you. Ah, I love you. Ah, I love you. Mmm, I love you. Ah, I love you. I love you. I love you. Oh, come on, baby, just like that. Ah, that's right. Mmm, squeeze your pussy. Make me earn it. Make me work for it. You look so fucking good. The way the water flicks off you as you tilt your head back. Mmm, the way you're struggling to keep your eyes on mine. Ah. 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 The way I'm struggling to keep my voice straight. You, but uh, I sincerely don't know how much longer I can hold out because I am really, really, really fucking turned on right now. mm-hmm, uh, uh, mm, 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 there we go. Like I said. Get my hands on your hips. I'm not going to make you flail around. I need to get this done. I need to make you come for me. I need to make you fucking come for me. There it is. Oh, just like that. Come on. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. uh-huh uh-huh come with me come with me oh fuck it's too sensitive oh stop it's too sensitive please. I need to ask you to marry me more often. Oh. <laughs> mm. Mhm. Mhm. Mm. Oh, to answer your question, yes. Yes, that really did just happen. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. 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 I meant it, though. No, no. I'm serious, no joking, no laughing. Look at me. Give me those big, beautiful eyes. I met every single word. I'm so glad I met you. I'm so glad you took a chance on me. And I'm not gonna pretend that I know we'll stay together forever. Although, I want to work really hard at making that happen but what I do know is somewhere along the line a few months in I realized you are exactly the person I wanted to spend every day with and lately especially lately I should say you've been so supportive you've been so good to me you've you've made me a better man in every way that i can measure and i hope in some way that that's true for you too because you know i know how amazing you are I know you can see it in my eyes, and I hope you can see it in my actions. I know that I'm not the most romantic guy in the world, and that sometimes I can be pretty buttoned up and, frankly, difficult to read. But the sky and the rain and this time together is my witness. I'm trying to be a Well, to be more open with you, with us. Because what I do know is that even if for any reason this doesn't work out, I know that you will give me so much more than you could ever take away, that that somehow it's all going to be worth it. Well, <clears throat> I mean, that's why, <laughs> that's why guys probably don't get so romantic right after they orgasm. It's uh, rambly and long. It doesn't make perfect sense. But what does make perfect sense to me is you, is us. So really and truly, before you convince yourself of anything else, I meant it, and I'll ask you again and again, and I cannot, cannot wait to get that ring. So, close your eyes, take a deep breath, and listen to the question one last time. Will you be mine. I hope you enjoyed that story, and (laughs) forgive the obvious wet implications from the title and everything else. Today, in lieu of questions, I did want to present the first chapter of a book which will make its way on Audible very soon, Come Again, a cut-and-shoot novella. This is, again, the first chapter of a three-hour romance written by Lita Stone. I am the performer of the book, and I did want to give you that sneak peek. It should be available any day now on Audible and iTunes. Once again, this is the first chapter of Come Again, a cut-and-shoot novella. Chapter 1. Present Day. Weddings. The symbolism of a rebirth, a new start, the ultimate promise of love and forever. Ironically, the days to follow said weddings would likely end in mundane, same old, same old. But something told Karina that Cam and Maggie were not like most couples, and their life together would be anything but mundane. Her jealousy brought a smile to her face and a twinge to her heart. Cam had been so good to Karina over the past six months. He gave her a job, befriended her, took on the role of surrogate father to her son. The least she could do was make sure his and Maggie's reception went smoothly. Karina gazed through the tables of guests. Everyone seemed to be mingling, drinking, and smiling. Excellent. She held the swinging door open and waited while the waitstaff paraded from the kitchen, each holding a large dish of spicy sausage and chicken casserole. Pointing, she directed the staff towards the tables that hadn't received their food yet. The band began playing their rendition of Wonderful Tonight by Eric Clapton. A man and a woman, who looked to be in their seventies, braved the empty dance floor. He swung her into his arms so naturally, gracefully. Cheek to cheek, the couple swayed. Many of the guests were now watching the elderly couple, conversations doled to a whisper, eyes glossed with awe and jealousy. This was a day to celebrate, the birth of a life between two people, Cam and Maggie. And, ironically, here was a couple who was closer to the end than the beginning. Corina wiped a tear from her eye, but not in mourning of her recently ended ten-year marriage but because even on her wedding day, she'd never felt a fraction of the love that this couple obviously felt for each other. John had done everything right. He took out the garbage without being asked. He never missed her birthday or their anniversary. He was always the first to apologize, even when they both knew that she was the one who should be apologizing. But somewhere, sometime, she had fallen out of love with him. Or... Maybe she never loved him to begin with. As a teenager, Karina viewed life as a wondrous, mysterious world, full of exciting places to travel, unique and fun people to dance and drink wine with, and most importantly, life was an all-encompassing virtual crystal ball, full of knowledge and adventure. Karina had planned to learn how to sculpt, paint, crochet, play piano, sell a boat, any and everything. But life had gifted her with a child, and suddenly, learning to sculpt, lost its intrigue. And, even though she was only sixteen when Jake was conceived, she embraced the love life had gifted her. Unfortunately, it turned out that life was full of cruel irony. Not only had she lost her zeal for mastering the arts, she'd also lost her son. Well, lost wasn't the right word. She didn't lose her son. Karina had given him to perfect strangers. And 14 years later, life brought that boy back into her life. But the reunion of mother and son had not been a joyous one. Her son hated her. And she didn't blame him. Life, full of cruel irony, Karina spotted her son, now 19 years old, across the room. Jake was heavy into conversation with his friend J.T. She brushed another cheer from her cheek and took a deep breath. Karina began winding through the sea of tables, perusing for dirty plates and glasses she could clear away. That's when she spotted Ty. He wore the same brown cowboy hat that he'd wore the day she'd met him, almost twenty years ago. 1990-something Sex with Cam was not what she expected. Karina expected butterflies in her stomach, sweat on their naked bodies, declarations of undying love. Awkward. That's what she got. She was positive he was disappointed, too. Sure, she was a virgin, but maybe she could have done it better. Kissed him more passionately. Touched him more reverently. It had been months since their big event, and ever since their relationship had been platonic, because they both realized that they made much better friends than lovers. But, unfortunately, their awkward sex had hit the rumor mill, and her father now knew that Cam had taken his little girl's innocence. Right now, as she cleaned off the four-top table, her father was with Cam in the office, probably ripping into him, drilling him with guilt trips and speeches about morality and the decline of modern society. The world was heading for a second Sodom and Gomorrah. Her father had preached that mantra countless times. Rag in hand, Karina stretched to reach the back of the table. She felt a tickle under the hem of her shorts. She whirled to see a boy shadowing her. He wore a brown cowboy hat and a smug smile. She swatted his hand from her leg. His smile widened. Just wanted to see your flower. Frowning, she looked down at her inner thigh, where she had stenciled a temporary tattoo, using eyeliner, baby powder, and hairspray. The stem of the rose she had drawn up her inner thigh would hopefully last a month. The petals she'd sketched on her bald pussy wouldn't last as long, not by half. Ain't you a caution? The cowboy crouched. He ran a finger over the top of her sandaled foot where she'd stenciled two halves of a broken heart. He smiled at the butterfly stenciled on top of her other foot. The cowboy stood to his full, considerable height, gave her a wink, and flicked the front brim of his hat. I like your art. Doubtful, she thought. What would you know about art? He was muscular and tan and gorgeous. Probably a football stud type. Definitely not her type. What time you get off? he asked. I'll spill all about my love of art. Karina looked over the cowboy's shoulder to see Cam pushing through the double door into the dining room. A snarl on his lips, he strode towards her. As he neared, he looked the cowboy up and down, then at her. Did he fire you? she asked. Cupping her chin, Cam said, Yep. Karina shook her head. Cam, I'm so sorry. Me too. Without so much as a cursory glance at the cowboy, Cam turned and left. As he opened the door and strode for the parking lot, a knot twisted in Karina's gut. Aside from passing him in the halls at school, she would probably never see him again. Cam would respect her father's wishes and stay away from her. But... He was her friend. A sour knot lodged in the back of her throat. She swallowed, keeping the lump down and the tears from falling. Was that Cameron Wolf? The cowboy asked. He your boyfriend? Karina sighed. He was my boyfriend. You dated the Tooth Reaper. Satan's fun. Cameron the Bloody Garn. She looked up at the cowboy, scowling. He's the sweetest. Nicest. The cowboy slapped his jean-clad thigh. Holy shit, you did! He bent at the waist, bringing his lips against her ear. In a low, sexy voice, he said, Did you sleep with him? Karina leaned away from him. None of your damn business. He whipped his hat off and slapped his leg with it. Ha! Wow. Wait till I tell the guys at school. We all thought he was a myth, like a the chupacabra. Karina eyed his deep purple t-shirt. It read CSCA in large curved scripture. Beneath, in a normal small font, it read Cut and Shoot Christian Academy. She grimaced. I gotta get back to work. Turning... She headed towards the double-swinging doors, leading to the back of the kitchen. Maybe she could talk to her dad and smooth things over, but she doubted it. Cam had taken her virginity, and thanks to her family's deep-rooted Catholicism, her father could only see her as a slave to her passions, a blemish to the Moretti name. Carina was a sinner. She was a slut. Her father would no doubt give her a lecture on the sanctity of marriage. The true meaning of making love. Something that is to be reserved for husband and wife. The only union that can be blessed by God. The cowboy rushed past her and blocked her path. His laughter and smile gone. He looked down at her. Didn't mean to offend. Let's put the kettle back on the burner. He offered his hand. I'm Ty. Leaning down, he kissed her on the cheek. A spiced, woodsy scent wafted from his neck. Juniper? Whatever it was, it smelled positively intoxicating. Masculine. Clean. She put her hand in his. Karina. Dang. You sure are a pretty thing. Keeping hold of her hand, he ran his other hand through her long bangs and tucked the strands behind her ear. Much better. Now I can see your pretty face. He looked the type to fuck cheerleaders under the stadium seats. Not her type. He was undoubtedly superficial. She was cautiously thoughtful. His probable short-term goal? Pizza and pussy. Not necessarily in that order. Her determinable short-term goal? Finishing her term paper on Freud's theories of Leonardo da Vinci's sexuality. Ty said, What time again off? Grimacing, she looked towards the door Cam had just exited. She looked back at the cowboy. Against her better judgment, she said, In an hour. I hope you're looking forward to that piece. It will be out very, very soon. And once again, I apologize for the abbreviated episode, but that will do it for us. To tide you over until Come Again comes out, can I recommend the best of The Grey Knight 2015, five hours of my favorite pieces from last year. You can hear them all for absolutely free if you've not had an Audible account by going to my webpage, GreyNightErotica.com, clicking on the books tab, it will be the top book to click on. Again, it's five hours of my favorite pieces, and I know that you'll love it. If you do have an Audible account, you just search The Grey Knight, and it should pop up right at the top of both iTunes and Audible. Thank you again for joining us, and for all the well wishes and patience while I recover from just a little bout of bronchitis. Not the sexiest thing in the world, but thank you again. I hope to see you next week, and no matter what, I hope you have a wonderful week ahead of you.